Welcome to SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. This educational recovery podcast is presented by Claremont Mental Health and Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counsellor. This presentation contains vital information for survivors of abuse. Topics include the spectrum of abusive personalities, targets of abuse, abusive relationships, and survivors in recovery. We hope this information helps you gain solid footing and clarity as you navigate your road to recovery. Good morning. Good morning to survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. Today I'm going to talk about countermeasures. Um, so as survivors, we carry a lot of shame and guilt um, and often have even shifted our view of ourself and our identity based on behaviors and things that happened while we were in uh, abusive relationships or, or toxic and abusive situations or environments. Um, survivors become shocked at how the relationship dismantles the core identity. And then we're often left asking ourselves the question like, who am I? Who have I become? Um, I never realized that these, you know, these things were in, in me. I didn't think I was capable of such things. And, um, you know, it's important to know that abusive relationships are literally psychological warfare. Um, and that's a fact. And when you're engaged in psychological warfare, it's going to cause you to act out of character. And these are called countermeasures. So survivors attempt um, various countermeasures as this type of relationship is mind altering. And Sometimes we try to uh, teach, help, show, model, or shame the abuser into seeing the error of their ways. Um, or sometimes we do things to get our needs met. Or sometimes we do things to sort of even the playing field or seek revenge or justice. Um, and we act sometimes in ugly ways. We do things that we normally wouldn't do. And then we're left feeling like, oh, well, I'm just like them. I'm just like him or I'm just like her. I must belong here. I'm actively participating. And furthermore, I just did A, B, C, and D. And so therefore, I must be abusive too or I must be a narcissist too. Um, but it's important to know that we've all done things that are not indicative of who our true nature um, because of the extreme circumstances that we were enduring. And chronic stress um, and being traumatized, also um, when we are trauma bonded to an abusive person, it's a very addictive situation for a lot of people. They become addicted to the abusive cycle, neurobiologically speaking. And that is going to make us become someone different in that setting. It's going to make us act different and do things that we're not proud of, um, that later on when we're out of the relationship and we're trying to heal and move forward, we continue to beat ourselves up for those behaviors or for the things that went on. And it's just not helpful. There's no, um, there's no good that comes of that. And so it's time to forgive yourself, for those things, or it's time to look at them and call them what they are. 
which is acts of defiance, countermeasures, revenge, seeking justice, finding balance, getting your needs met. It's not that you did bad things. It's that you were in a bad environment with a bad person and they were doing bad things to you. And you had to do something to stay sane. Um, and so examples of countermeasures, some of them are funny. You know, we've heard a lot of stories in our SNAP series. Uh, when we get to this part in the, in the program, people will share their countermeasures. And, and some of them are heartbreaking. Um, so it can be anything from, I drank a lot because I was so miserable. I was trying to cope or I started using heroin, he was a user. So I just started using with him. And then the next thing I know, I'm not taking care of my children or you know, I'm not speaking to my family members. And so even just something like that, where you're trying to survive by numbing yourself, that's a countermeasure, right? So you were doing that for a reason. Um, and and those, those examples aren't very funny. But there are some examples that are super funny, like I dipped his toothbrush in the toilet. Um, I've heard one, and this lady has given me permission to tell people about this, but um, she, uh, he was moving away and she was helping him pack and she packed in a backpack of his that he probably wouldn't find for quite a while, um, some pieces of dog poop. So if you're watching, you know who you are. Great story. Thanks for letting me share it. Um, so I'd like to hear examples of countermeasures. If you're in our SNAP group on Facebook, um, I'll make a post after this video or maybe just this video will be the post. Um, but if you have countermeasures that you can share, um, that you feel comfortable sharing, let's do that today. I think that would be really good for us. Um, and remember that the person that we were around this abusive entity or environment is something that was, we were in survival mode. Our brain is neurobiologically offline when we're being traumatized and when we're being psychologically abused. Um, we become, we're living in a constant state of cognitive dissonance. We don't trust our own perceptions. We don't trust our instincts. This person is telling us that they love us, but they treat us like they hate us. So of course you're gonna act in ways that you wouldn't normally act. And for many survivors on the other side of abuse in new relationships, those things don't happen. You wouldn't find yourself hiding pieces of dog poop <laughs> in somebody's backpack, you know, unless there was an extreme circumstance that took place. You wouldn't normally do that. You wouldn't normally dip your husband's toothbrush in the toilet. You would never do such a thing, right? But for some reason, um, when we are being brutalized mentally and for some of us physically, we have to do something, even if no one even no one ever knows about it, to, to make ourselves feel like, haha, you know, um, take that. Or, you know, maybe this will show them. Um, some people do self-harm when they're in the relationship, and, and that is truly just a representation of the degree of pain that the person is in. But also, it's sort of, you know, trying to, to get the abuser to see, look, this is how much you're hurting me, and hoping that that will shock them into seeing um, how, how horrible they are and maybe changing their ways. Um, some people will uh, strike up online relationships. 
um, that are, you know, that would be considered, you know, cheating, um, maybe not physically, but just when someone is nice to you after you've been treated like crap for years, it feels so good. And so you'll, you'll hear stories of people engaging in relationships outside of their marriage or outside of their, um, their main relationship, the abusive relationship, just because they, they needed something to make them feel better about themselves. But in a normal circumstance, in a healthy relationship, they would never engage in such things. So if you have countermeasures that you feel guilty about or you feel shame about and you're beating yourself up over it, it's time to stop. It's time to stop. Forgive yourself. Let those things go. Call it what it is. It wasn't you. It was just the circumstance and you were in survival mode. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, our next SNAP series starts this coming Monday, September the 30th, and it will be the last one that we do for 2019. So if you want to participate, um, you'll need to sign up using the link um, I provided in this post. And you can attend from home. We offer remote access, so you don't actually have to physically be here to attend the classes. And I hope this has been helpful, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. Find Mandy Friedman, LPCC, CCDVC on YouTube and Facebook. Join the SNAP Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at The Official Snap. Thanks for listening.